But my oh my, there are so many mixed messages that we are bombarded with the last several days. And I really believe that part of the reason for the mixed messaging is an effort by authorities to shape the narrative and to calm fears and to avoid mass hysteria. But there's no question we're getting bombarded with mixed messages. On the one hand, we're told not to panic. On the other hand, we're told last week by the CDC, this could be serious and you should prepare now. That's a mixed message. On the one hand, we are told that this is spread primarily through microbes in water droplets from people sneezing and coughing less than six feet away from each other. And on the other hand, we're told not to wear a mask. That's a mixed message. On the one hand, we're told this should die out any month now. On the other hand, we're told by some of the leading doctors in the country, this could become a pandemic. And the greatest mixed message that I heard this last week or read this last week was from the U.S. Surgeon General himself, Jerome Adams, and I quote, Seriously, people stop buying masks. They are not effective in preventing the general public from catching coronavirus. But if healthcare providers can't get them to care for the sick patients, it puts them and our communities at risk. That's inherently contradictory, folks. It's a mixed message. Despite all of the shaping of the narrative, I do believe that Christians of all people should keep our cool. We have a God in heaven who is bigger than any virus. But as I suggested a few minutes ago in the Lord's Supper talk, that doesn't mean throw caution to the wind either. There's a balance, as in all things. These data are already ancient. They come from last Wednesday. And the situation is changing so rapidly that it's hard to even process. But almost 100,000 cases worldwide that have been diagnosed, probably multiply that a few times for those that haven't been uh, diagnosed. Uh, 2,800 deaths. You've got active cases and closed cases, and we're hearing a lot about 1%, 2 3% death rate. But of the closed cases, you're more in the 7 to 8% range of diagnosed cases and death rate related to those cases. Again, it's probably less than that because of all the undiagnosed cases. But obviously, this is not something just not to worry about at all, not to be concerned with in terms of absolutely, totally carefree attitude. Um, and certainly not, uh, this is not coming here, folks. It's already here. 
It's already here. That's very evident in the news this last week with uh, cases that came from unknown origin. I like to, to say that, that it's good, instead of um, listening to what authorities say, uh, look at what they do. And uh, here's, here's the situation. China, the world's largest manufacturing economy, has been in the lockdown mode. China's churches were ordered closed January 29th. Disneyland Japan is closed. Disneyland schools, or or, or Japan schools, are closed. Churches in Southeast Asia all over the place are closed. Japanese Baseball League has two more months, and the games will be played in empty stadiums for the last two months of of the season. This is highly contagious. If you don't believe that, ask the more than 600 patients who were on a cruise ship who contracted it. 80% of South Korea's almost 2,000 cases are connected to one member who infected hundreds of people in a church setting. In Italy, one patient went to the hospital. There was a failure to follow protocols. One led to 10, which led to 100, which led to 200, and now that's out of control. There's panic in the stock market. Supply chains are going to be disrupted. There'll be a domino effect. I don't know where this leads on multiple levels in society. Santa Clara University, right down the street, has a contingency plan in place to go to online classes. Two cases have hit the state of California this last week of unknown origin, which means it's in the community somewhere. So there are unhealthy extremes. One of them is is absolute panic. The other is careless dismissal. And obviously, we don't want to give uh, rise to mass hysteria. I believe the authorities are correct in not uh, wanting to get people to panic. But already on the table is the idea from the CDC itself this last week of giving local authorities the option of shutting down community meetings, possibly like this one if need be. So the elders are already thinking about possible stages and or options on the table about what to do if various scenarios possibly play out. Um, We want to make the Lord's Supper (laughs) as sanitary as possible. And there are different ways of doing this to make it more sanitary. Uh, Churches in Southeast Asia that are still meeting um, are taking precautionary measures. There are masks and all kinds of other precautions. Um, It may be good to have plenty of Lysol disinfectant wipes if you could still get them. You can't even get them in local Costco's anymore, which have been raided the last few days. Uh, Hand sanitizer in great abundance. 
Um, if worst case scenario should play out, and let's say, may the Lord forbid that, then uh, we might be looking at videocast, podcast, email Bible studies, phone Bible studies, teleconferencing, Skype, and you name it. Don't automatically dismiss that, as that'll never happen here. Don't don't automatically do that. Um, I don't know how this will play out. Uh, it may well be that um, the warmer summer months will help to at least dampen the spread of this. Um, although I did hear from um, an immune uh, or, or a, a, a disease uh, specialist from the University of Minnesota on the radio last uh, yesterday, I think it was, who uh, suggested that... Uh, This may die down somewhat in the summer and and just catch fire again uh, next flu season, and we won't be speaking of uh, the cold and flu season. We might be speaking of the cold, flu, and coronavirus season. Um, But again, I I don't think any of us should panic, and we should go about our daily business, and especially the Lord's business, Uh, But there was a warning from the CDC for schools and businesses to prepare now for a local COVID-19 outbreak on the grounds that this could be bad. And their suggestion is that video and teleconferences might have to replace in-person meetings and that cities may need to modify, postpone, or cancel mass meetings. I wouldn't put it past the city council in this city uh, to take active measures. Uh, with secularist mindset uh, involving even the closure or temporary shutdown of churches. So we need to be prepared for at least possibly doing business a little bit differently if this thing spreads. But first I'd like to say that, um, again, I don't think any of us should be throwing up uh, unnecessary uh, warning flags, but at the same time, we ought not to throw caution to the wind either. And um, with that in mind, I would urge everyone to just just get healthy. Uh, Try to get healthy, stay healthy, and if you're not healthy, stay home. I appreciate people who come and are borderline ill, even when it's minor. You know, you go to shake their hand and (laughs) keep some uh, healthy uh, social distance there. Uh, But get as healthy as you can. Eat your fruits and vegetables, do a little exercise, and get healthy. It's the unhealthy folks that tend to be dying uh, of this in greater numbers, although there's some seemingly healthy people as well. Um, wash your hands. You know, that's just good sound advice. Um, a couple of things I've heard from leading doctors. Um, uh, a good wash of the hands may involve singing happy birthday twice through entirely uh, for an entire minute with warm water and soap and getting every nook and cranny. And uh, and then and only then you can touch your face. We need to stop touching our faces so much. If an infected person were to cough or sneeze on a surface and you put your hand on that surface and then you... The disease from what I've heard, can't or doesn't normally just get through any part of your skin. It's uh, only when 
you've got something on your hands and you touch your face. The nose, the mouth, the eyes. It's hard not to touch my face. (laughs) We touch our faces hundreds of times, if not thousands of times every day. I would advise you to be conscious of that. To wash your hands and then touch your face. Uh, And then try not to touch your face. If you're going to come here and sneeze or cough, leave six feet between yourself and the next person. If you're going to cough, cover your mouth, but uh, if you cover your mouth with your hand, don't come shaking my hand afterwards. I saw a doctor on uh, CBS morning show this morning uh, say that this would be the proper way of coughing into that part of your arm instead of into your hand because a lot of this can be communicated through the hands. Um, don't spread germs. Again, if Strotters are home today, there's illness in their family, they decided to stay home. I don't know, you know, each family has to decide that on your own, but uh, I, I would say that if this does get bad and you're borderline ill, stay home. Uh, we have sermon, uh, podcast, and other things that you can listen to. Um, but don't spread germs and um, keep uh, some healthy social distancing there. Um, be watchful and vigilant. Um, there are a lot of things that, uh, depending on your comfort zone with things, uh, you might, when you go out into a public place, want to wear some gloves or want to have um, some uh, sanitizer of various kinds to be able to, to wipe up uh, or uh, Lysol wipes if you can get them um, to have a bunch of those handy and to be constantly wiping and washing and so on just to, to minimize your chances and uh, don't go to venues where your health may be compromised um, one of the terms that's that's being bandied about is safe social distancing. I never heard that phrase until this last week. Safe social distancing. Um, again, I, I don't really believe we have to panic right now. But if the time comes where this area is in lockdown mode like other areas of the world, we might want to greet one another with a holy kiss from a distance, <laughs> so, uh, and uh, that's not a bad policy in uh, in times of of uh, a dangerous virus. But all of that is preliminary to the real lesson this morning. And the real lesson this morning is not about a physical virus; it's about the spiritual virus of sin. And the real lesson uh, is going to apply the same principles I just outlined for physical virus and apply them spiritually. I don't think that we ought to be unduly alarmed about uh, a physical virus. Matthew 10, 28, Jesus says, Do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. What frustrates me and saddens me is panic will go to the extreme 
over some physical virus. And people will lose all sense of proportion. But we have to remember that these people, for the most part, have no hope. They don't have the same hope that we have. But the real lesson here is there is a virus that can kill eternally. And people go carefree, not giving the slightest, the slightest concern about that one. And that's what we need to communicate to other people. And the same lessons apply, but they're much, much more important. Get healthy. Get healthy. If you're not right with God, now is the time. Get as healthy as you can. Draw near to God as much as you can. James 4, 7 through 10, submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. And purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and He will exalt you. If you've never obeyed the Gospel of Christ, now is the time. If you don't feel particularly close to, to God, now is the time to get as close as you've ever been. Draw near to God and get healthier spiritually than you've ever been. That should always be our message, but it should be our message now. Wash. I appreciate, you know, Sean and Dofa. Sean made the statement that he wasn't interested so much in spiritual things, but this coronavirus got him scared stiff, and he decided, I need to get right with God. If you're not right with God, get right with God. If you've never been baptized into Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, now would be a good time. Saul of Tarsus was told, and now why do you wait? Rise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. If you've never had your sins cleansed from the filth and the defilement of sin, you need to do that. You need to get the, the deadliest germs there ever were to the human race out of your system. Even if you're a Christian and you have sin in your life, get it clean. Get it cleaned up. First John 1 and verse 9, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We need to, to stand before God clean and whole and pure. And the only way we can do that is through the blood of Christ. And therefore, we need to, to take that cleansing agent and be, become completely free from the germs that can kill us spiritually. And we don't need to be spreading the filth of spiritual germ, germs either. Hebrews 12 and verse 15 says, See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled. Sin tends to have a domino effect that is like the contagiousness of an epidemic. 
It tends to rub off on other people and affect other people in negative ways. One sin can lead to another, which can lead to another and another and another. And one, one bad attitude can affect someone else that has a bad attitude in reverse, and all of a sudden you've got a domino effect. So watch yourself and the contaminating influence of, of any root of bitterness how that might impact someone else in a negative way. You present yourself as one approved of God, having nothing to be ashamed of, rightly dividing the word of truth. 2 Timothy 2.15 Galatians 6.1 and 2 says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Don't spread germs. Spread the love of God. Be the person that God designed you to be so that your light will shine brightly in this world of darkness. That's needed now more than ever. Be watchful and vigilant. It it amazes me again that people get so out of proportion scared stiff about a physical disease and the devil is lurking and they don't want to give it the slightest thought. 1 Peter 5, 8, be be sober-minded, be vigilant, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. When you least expect it, he's got you. So get your antennas high. Be watchful. Be vigilant. Don't let him have a beachhead from which to operate. 1 Corinthians 10.12 Therefore let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. And finally, stay away from germ-infested venues. If that's true physically... How much more is it true spiritually? And I'm not talking about places per se. Talking about um, where your mind can go. Not just a physical venue, but a toxic influence that can take over your vitals spiritually. Romans 13, 11 through 14. Besides this, you know the time that the hour has come for you to wake up from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us than when we first believed. The night is gone, the day is at hand. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. When you're looking at the news reports of of this virus and you you see those medical scenes where these people put on these hazmat suits and want to be protected, the best hazmat suit in the world to put on is the Lord Jesus Christ. You put him on and you don't give Satan one millimeter from which to operate. And you'll be okay. You'll be okay in the long run. The stakes of this disease are eternal.
people ought to be fear, fearful and, and panicking about, about the spiritual, not about the physical. Maybe we can use this as an opportunity to show people a much, much bigger picture to keep in mind. I hope so. Let's take that with us for the rest of this week. Let faith rule, not fear. Let the love of God rule, not panic. Do the Lord's work. Don't throw caution to the wind. Get your antennas up, spiritually and physically. But keep what is first and foremost and eternal ever before us. We're going to sing a song of invitation. Come to Jesus today. Won't you stand? Let's sing that song.